Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi there, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI plus storytelling night I host and program around Australia. If you're listening for the first time, make sure you check out the back catalogue of episodes. There are, to put it mildly, shit tons of good stories for you to sink your teeth into. Or your ears. Do you sink your ears? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But there is also a Queer Stories book that you really should buy and a podcast collaboration with Google's Creative Lab called My Mother's Kitchen. It features a bunch of Queer Stories storytellers and is a cool interactive game slash podcast slash, I don't know, experimental audio experience. It's cool and you should check it out at mymotherskitchen.com.au. Dr. Kathleen Williams is a media studies academic. She publishes work on the social uses of media technologies, particularly in relation to screen cultures, materiality and memory. However, she is most qualified at forensically dissecting pop culture. Kathleen performed at the first Hobart Queer Stories in March 2019. We talk about our relationship in three eras, like a couple of deranged critics comparing three seasons of a TV show that nobody's actually watched. There's the honeymoon first season, which is pretty stellar, except for that scene where I spent part of your birthday reciting a poem I'd written about my reaction to the release of Beyonce's 2013 self-titled album. In retrospect, may have been a misuse of part of your birthday. The second season was beyond dire. We got to survive through sheer determination alone. Then there's a powerhouse return, the third season. It's season one, but better. Critics claim this is TV at its finest, full of light and dark, comedic touches, guest appearances. It's got it all. We're home. During the third season, we sink into my couch watching endless crime series to make up for the time that starts to feel like it was stolen from us. On that couch, we perfect our impressions of people, of people from making of a murderer and great taste. We get to the stage where we are comfortable accusing literally anyone we see of murder. <laughs> and as we evolve, so too do the aesthetics of crime series to the ever-present, swooping, dramatic, rich drone shot. We shout drone every time this happens, which you do, which is a natural evolution from your curt shot when something is lit or framed beautifully. If our relationship were a Netflix series, very few people would watch it. I'm comfortable in that assessment. Um, I don't think the love between an academic and a performance artist quite has mass appeal, but I'm happy to be proven wrong in that regard. And these would be the drone shots. So the story I'm telling today is titled, The Moments in Our Relationship Worthy of Being Drone Shots in a Netflix Series. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, drone shot number one, the first time I went to Repco. <laughs> it was our first proper day date, really. Because you need to feel productive and utilitarian while away from work, we go straight to Repco after breakfast. Like knives hit the plate, we are straight to Repco to get some kind of liquid or metal stick or something for the pile of tin that you tend to use as a car. 
I tell you this is the first time I've been to Repco. As I point to an angle grinder or a face mask or a lasso, I don't know, everything looks and smells the same to me. And you look back at me with wildfire in your eyes. The drone sweeps up above us, fueled by your disbelief that it was possible I'd never been to Repco. <laughs> the drone tracks your pile of tin, miraculously taking us out to the old asylum past all those arrogantly beautiful poplars in autumn. We enter a derelict building via a red carpet of broken glass and graffitied covered walls that includes your old tag, as you proudly and very sheepishly tell me. You're good at being two contradictory things at once. It's here while I bang my stupid ankle boots, now completely full of glass, against your van door that I realise the understanding between us. You know that I don't want to, but I have to be conventional. So you create tidal pools like this one for me to show that I am not conventional, like some kind of desperately performative queer crab. <laughs> Drone shot number two, the first lie I told you. We meet at the house of two then mutual friends. You jumped the fence and just appeared like a Labrador. <laughs> and you won't look at me for at least an hour. I get very, very annoyed by this, but possibly and arguably not as annoyed as I would be if a Labrador refused to acknowledge my existence for an hour. <laughs> so I decide that I don't care at all, couldn't care less, don't care, whoever, whatever, don't care. Then I decide that I want nothing more than for you to look at me right now. And I defy anyone in the room to think of a more stereotypical interaction between a Scorpio and a Leo. <laughs> See, astrology jokes are always safe with queers. Anyhow, <laughs> um, while I eventually get your attention, it's over New York. It only takes the world's most famous city to get you to look at me. And even then, you're mainly staring at my shoes and blushing. When you hear New York, you abruptly leave the conversation you're having and get up and move next to me. At some point, I remember stumbling into the house, aware of my boots jingling as I walked to get more beer, which I did not need. <laughs> you follow me in, and while we bumble through talking, I ask you if you're hitting on me by saying the most seductive words a human being can say to another person they've met only an hour ago. Is this a thing? <laughs> you say, yes. I say, okay. You say, okay. I say, uh, I'm, a, I'm a middle-aged lady and you don't want to do this. You look at me baffled like I've just said I'm made of hard-boiled eggs and I'm on fire. <laughs> and both of those things are more true than what I've just said because I'm only 31 at this point and I am definitely not a fucking lady. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I say, oh, what the hell, and we kiss anyway. The drone can ascend then, buoyed by the strange lie that neither one of us understands. By the end of the night, I'm saved as Chan in your phone because I couldn't spell my own name. <laughs> Thankfully, and incredibly mortifyingly, why I'm telling more people this, I don't know, I speak in the third person on our first date <laughs> at some point. <laughs> and you learn, thankfully, that it's Kathleen and that you were tolerant enough of me speaking in the third person to spend the next day dedicated to that antique queer debate. Is pastor art? better than shell art. <laughs> Drone shot number three. <laughs> the first time we go away. Bernie is a hell of a place. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the first time we went away. It's incredible. <laughs> the drive up towards that threatening water tank that's outside the second hand store on the highway 
And the emergence of that distinctive, almost enigmatic soul of the Northwest is chockers with drone-worthy moments. Even if most of them are set to the soundtrack of me asking you if you want some chewy, <laughs> which is really romantic. But our drone shot comes later. We're staying in a Marilyn Monroe-themed bed and breakfast <laughs> in Burnie. <laughs> and when I say Marilyn Monroe-themed, I don't want you to think it's slightly Marilyn Monroe-themed. It's really Marilyn Monroe-themed. So underneath the Marilyn mugs are Marilyn coasters. Fair enough, within a theme, I get it. Underneath the Marilyn sweet pluck, just in case you were unclear on where you were, is Marilyn's face emblazoned across a pair of plastic glittery thongs, which is the kind of tribute in death that we could only hope for, right? Like, put me on a pair of thongs, I'm set. We're here for about five minutes before I feel like I've spent more time than any other person in human history looking at Marilyn Monroe, which is quite a feat. So the bathtub also has custom tiles, spelling out a saying, if you can make a girl laugh, you can make her do anything. Don't want to surprise you here, that was attributed to Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> we do a photo shoot of your very non-girl self, posing in front of it with a Marilyn Monroe mug before we drop a pink biodegradable glitter bath bomb because we are good queers. Wedge ourselves into its small parameters, even though it looks slightly like a coffin. <laughs> Put on the best of seal, because we are bad queers. <laughs> and as the drone flies above, we show that gender only matters to us when we call it into being. I really hope the drone is a high enough distance to not capture the five minutes it took me to get out of that impossibly small bathtub. <laughs> While you very patiently waited silently in the other room, peppered with glitter, waiting for me to read to you from the guest book, which was the first thing I said I wanted to do besides have a bath. I read from that guest book for over an hour. Um, I will not replicate it tonight for reasons of politeness, but trust me when I tell you that there is no greater glory than reading from a guest book from a Marilyn Monroe-themed room in a Tasmanian regional bed and breakfast. It... <sighs> so my pitch is also a soft one here, which is maybe Netflix would be interested in commissioning a series of queers reading from the guest books of regional bed and breakfast, because if not, they should, it would be incredible, sign me up, please. Our queerness is like a lens which makes the world around us more cinematic. Sometimes it's a fisheye, both magnifying and distorting. Other times it's a static long shot, the type at the start of every indie movie where we slowly move into its frame, pointing out the relentless absurdity of life. And sometimes we get the sweeping drone shot set to orchestral music or Seal's greatest hits, making the small moments of our lives seem part of something bigger like right now. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and consider signing up to my crowdfunding page on Patreon. Small monthly donations help me keep my business afloat as an independent producer and artist. And in exchange, you get discount tickets, giveaways, merch and that warm glow of supporting the arts. For event updates or those excellent social pages pics from the various events, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late night ramblings and photos of my excellent dog, Frank, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 